You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to Love Talk Live. Today I have with me in studio some really amazing, amazing people. They're all therapists and they made a documentary called Living Love That Lasts. So I will introduce all of them. This is in order, not necessarily how they're sitting, but alphabetically to make it fair. <laughs> Nancy Gardner, raise your hand. That would be me. <laughs> Sandra Goldstein. That's me. Robert Ogner, obviously. <laughs> and Susan Thaw. So welcome to the show. We are going to, we have so many questions. I, I said to them before that they might need to come back because with the questions and then the questions about the questions, you know, there's just going to be some organic material that's going to come up. And um, so let's just dive right in. And actually, before we dive in, so this documentary, is this available for people to see yet? In about a week, it'll be available for people to see. I'll give you information about how they can find it. Okay, perfect. And this documentary is about couples who have all been married for over 25 years, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So that was their criteria for this documentary. Okay, so first of all, how did you guys come up with this concept to do this documentary? About 15 years ago, Susan Thaw and I were working with couples who had been married a long time, and we became curious about what keeps these couples together. And we decided to start studying this by first interviewing them on video and filming them. And we began to be just fascinated by the differences, how, how couples relate to each other, how they make things work. And it was so exciting that we began to pre present this at professional meetings over a period of about eight years. And um, we had a, a, about 25 people involved felt that that wasn't really a great number of people. And later, we joined with Nancy and Robert and others, and we expanded our pool of people. So that when you see our documentary, this will be out of a pool of about 50 people. And it's been very exciting to see these couples and talk with them and learn about what's kept them together and how they have been in love for many, many years. Susan? Sandra and I were participants in a study group and that was where it actually began because we were studying attachment and connection and both of us had long marriages so we began to engage in the conversation about why was it that some marriages were able to survive and endure and others were not and we hope we've gotten some of the kernels of that in this video that we're hoping you will see. Mm. So how, so you have all these couples, how did you decide, because you couldn't have all of them in the, in the film, I'm guessing, how did you decide which ones would actually be in the film? Part of it was very practical, but some, some of the films that Susan and I made were not of great quality, so we really couldn't have used them in a film. So that eliminated those couples right away. Thanks to Robert here, we were able to film couples in a very professional way. And Robert, you could speak more to that. Um, my son is uh, uh, a filmer and an editor. He's been working on television shows, and so we hired him to film the final six interviews and to film at a professional level. Mm. And um, 
it, it was the last six. So yeah. we, the yeah. last six we selected are the six that are in the movie. But a, yeah, a big part of our criteria for the six were we wanted a, a diverse yes. sample of couples. Yes. So um, we wanted to have um, couples from different uh, ethnicities, and we wanted at least one uh, same-sex couple. Mm -hmm. So in our six, we wanted to make sure that that was a representative sample. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge yes. part of uh, yeah. what we were thinking about when we were recruiting couples, in mm -hmm. addition to couples who had been married for at least 25 years and who, or, or together, because yes. same-sex couples were not married for that long because it wasn't legal 25 years ago. Right. So um, that was a big part of our criteria, too. And then I know once you guys <coughs> watch the film, you'll see that at the end, you guys show kind of outtakes mm -hmm. of yes. some of the other some couples. The so it's right. great that you guys were able yes. to do that. Right. We, we picked some prime clips where they, the, couple, mm -hmm. the couples from the uh, older interviews had some good things to say, things we wished we could have included. So we included them mm -hmm. that way. Well, one of the things that I was so impressed with, you know, you, you said that you eventually did use Marbit Professional mm -hmm video camera and you got some, your son is professional to do yes. editing. It really, this film is really, really well done. Mm -hmm. I mean, but we all had lunch and I was telling you guys this and it was almost like you guys were surprised or something, but it truly is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you, the way that the editing yeah. mm -hmm. and how it all turned mm -hmm. out and the messages and how it all flowed, mm -hmm. yes. it was just, it's yes. so beautiful. It was complicated to edit it because the, to make a to make a storyline out of all those interviews and to have it have some flow, mm -hmm. you you can't actually do it like now we're going to talk about this and now we're going to talk about that because people don't speak that way about their relationship. They mm -hmm. associate this way, they jump yeah. that way, they have a thought, yeah. they mm -hmm. pause, right. they, they 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 try to have a memory, and so mm -hmm. um, Levi had all the clips labeled, mm -hmm. every clip from all the interviews, about well, they were about an hour and 45 minutes each. So he took each clip, put them by theme that we had told him to, uh, to we, we pointed to the clips that had the theme, but then he took all those clips and then he tried to make some arc out of that. He did a pretty good job. I'm, yes. I, was, I was impressed. We were impressed. It, it was yes, hard to yeah. make it. Well. Really amazing. This had many iterations because we originally started out and tried to make it more, we were thinking of it not as a research project, but we did have meetings and we discussed themes that we were trying to do and we came up with various criteria. And in the end, after a long time, it became much clearer that that was not going to work. Uh, and this was all during the process because we began the second go-around. We began the first shootings, Sandra and I, probably in 2005. And I think we began to do the second ones around 2013. Mm -hmm. And that was, so there was a number of years in between. And uh, there were a lot of other people that were involved in this project, other than the four of us, who were involved with the ideas, wanted to talk about it. Uh, this, had came, this actually came after a, second, a first project that we did as an organization, because we're part of a much larger organization. Maybe, Nancy, you want to explain it? Oh, we're part of um, something called the LA Center for EFT. EFT stands for Emotionally Focused Therapy. So we're all um, therapists in that particular method of therapy. And uh, 
that's been generally a method of therapy for couples, mm -hmm. and uh, recently it's expanding to families and individuals also. Do you want to give a brief description of what EFT is? Um, I'll try. Um, <laughs> EFT is um, it's a it's a kind of therapy that's based on attachment theory. So our general, um, as you can see from this this um, uh, video that we did, we're interested in attachment and adult attachment. So. Um, Bowlby, John Bowlby, who's the father of attachment theory, said, "From cradle till grave, we need to know that we have some that we're special to one, at least one other person." So, EFT is based on attachment theory, and the emotionally focused part of it is that when we work with couples, we try to get to um, attachment emotions and underlying um, primary emotions and attachment needs. Couples tend to like fight on the surface about things like the dishes and uh, you know the cooking and things like that and often underneath that there's some um, understandings or misunderstandings about um, who who feels cared about and who feels like they're important and that they matter and so we try to work with couples trying to get to some of those um, underlying emotional concerns and try to help couples talk about those and talk from a place of vulnerability as opposed to a place of aggression and attack mm -hmm. and defend. So that's sort of the, the a basic look at what kind of work we do. Mm -hmm. I love it, yeah, and if there's any couples out there, any people that want to start doing this therapy, mm -hmm. they can, we'll give all your information out at the end and they can and we have a, a, a center for um, for EFT in LA and we have a we have a website and a directory of other therapists mm -hmm. in LA who do EFT there's a we have quite when a community. people google it they should google emotionally focused therapy not EFT because mm -hmm. there is another therapy model <laughs> there is that yeah. took those yeah. took that those letters it has and, something uh, to do with yeah. It's called yeah. Yeah. So if you if you Google it, Google emotionally focused therapy. Right. What's really interesting is that we're part of an international organization that is worldwide. So all over the world, there are therapists oh, wow. that are following the same model that was derived early on from Sue Johnson, and it's in Toronto now. I guess in Vancouver, the center, but it's ICEEFT.org, and so. All over the world, people in many, many, many countries, more than I can imagine, are practicing EFT, working with couples, now individuals and families. So people can Google International Center for EFT. It's in um, Ottawa. It's Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, so this, the four of us are part of a larger group, a larger team who put this film together, and all of the people on the team are members of the LACEFT group. Um, we were originally the founding board members of that, and we began to talk together about projects that would be interesting and fun to do. And um, we did first one called Caught in the Struggle, and maybe one of you can talk more about that because you were in it. Um, we were all in it. We were yeah, all in yeah. it. Yeah, actually, we were all in it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, that was uh, our first big project. And from that, we began to see that we could work together and develop a really good film. And our, our true passion was to develop a film about couples and couples mm -hmm. that have stayed together and the attachment theory that is beneath that ability to stay together. Mm -hmm. 
So, what is your intention for the for the film in general? What is your intention? What do you want people to get out of mm-hmm. watching the film? You've always said that. Well, do you want to mm-hmm. you want to name it, Susan? Well, I think over the years since I've been doing couple couple work, relational work, I've been I've come to the conclusion many people have not seen secure attachments or working relationships between their family members. And it was stunning to me how many really didn't have any sense of it, only from movies or TV and oftentimes not realistic. And so this, the intention was to provide real examples of people who live, love, and endure and how they do it. So this is not this is remarkable in that it's very real. This is not uh, honey-coated or in any way. There's not. These are people that live, and you will see examples in there of where they bump up against each other, which is very important yes. because that's part of what is, happens in life. But it shows how there is repair that goes on. And the beauty of the way this is done is that the couples are, uh, you know, providing the background, but the narration, which ties everything together provides a way of understanding the beauty of connection that surpasses the particular interviews, which to me is the stunning piece about this uh, documentary. And we're, we're hopeful that young people who watch this film will learn from it and get some ideas about how to make their relationships endure over time. And we included a young couple in the film, and they, they really illustrate a lot of the beginning struggles that a young couple can have and yet they provide a lot of hope of how to deal with them. So they're a very important part of the film too. It's the six older couples who've been together 50 years and the young couple just starting their relationship and what they're working out together. Mm. Well, I I do want to talk about that that Mm -hmm. young couple and how, because it's a very cool part of the film because they're nonverbal, they don't Speak. They speak in real life. They don't. They're not, <laughs> They're not real people. Yeah. They, the whole. It's a very creative way. They don't speak in the film, and then it was very creative. Um, but I like that you guys were bringing up that these aren't perfect couples mm-hmm. because. So I'm making a documentary, and people when I tell them about it, they say, "Oh, so it's going to be just all those perfect couples, whatever." I'm not never going to have a relationship like that and, and I explain, no, these aren't people that are going to Hawaii every day eating bonbons, you know, and have no problems. That's not what a and there are no perfect couples anyway. These are couple these are real couples like you're saying, that mm-hmm. they have that deep connection and they do have mm-hmm. issues and how do they get through yes. it. So mm-hmm. what have you guys found from this film, from your life, whatever, what have you found is different between these couples that have it mm-hmm. and other couples that don't get through things because mm-hmm. they don't have that connection. Mm-hmm. So much. Well, that's a great um, question. I think a big yeah. one is, is fun and play mm-hmm. and enjoyment mm-hmm. and sense of humor and that that lightens things for the mm-hmm. couples and allows them to make serious things lighter and, and more bearable and, and just gives them fun together. I think that's a big central component. Every one of our six couples said that. Every one of our six couples said that something about humor, that that was an important part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, in the narration, one of the narrators says that these couples have learned from gutting it out, hanging Mm -hmm. in there, and 
finding their way through, and it's true in all these couples. They, they, they had all enormous effort to keep reaching toward one another and to, to find their way through to some, some way where they could understand each other. And it's, they're not perfect, but their humanity is like all of ours and beautiful, and you can feel how much depth of acceptance they've they've achieved by doing that and they want to work it out because they have that deep connection yeah. yes yes one, one well, of they, the yeah one of the big scenes in in there is the scene of the couple walking together separately mm -hmm. and then they come back together and i know for me personally that that image has really stayed in my mind so often because i thought it was a beautiful way of of exemplifying how the separateness is always there but that there is a way of coming back together. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's an emphasis also on repair, on yeah. being able to come back and find a way to mend and change things that have happened. And couples that are in this position tend to be people in one way or another who know how to do that. They may have a different time frame. Some people take longer, but there is a, there is a true com commitment to that as something that is really important. Okay. And that, to me is one of the main differences. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that you can repair something even when there's been some kind of breach, yeah, which in yeah. partnership there is. Mm -hmm. One of our couples said that the most important thing to him was to find a woman, love her, and then stick like glue. And it's a very important uh, phrase in our, in our film, and I think it's very true because it, it really illustrates in a visual way a kind of true commitment that is made from the beginning. And that was a theme too. Most of our couples yeah, talked about was. commitment and mm -hmm. sticking sticking right. with it. Right. Yeah. 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 And oh, were you going to say something? No. <laughs> I, you took no, a Go ahead. We also talked about um, things that people have been through, you know, illnesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of our questions was, what, what have been your challenges? What have been the low points? Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone had, there was no one who said, we just go to Hawaii and eat bonbons and we've never had a yeah. low point and not one. No low point. Never fought. <laughs> yeah. So they, they took that question seriously and talked about low points. And um, uh, one couple talked about having lost um, a great deal of money by, that, by one person's um, decisions and how they handled that as a couple. Other people talked about... Um, illnesses and how they got through those, um, challenges of their children, um, all kinds of challenges. So that was a really important piece. What kinds of challenges have you been through mm -hmm. and how did you get through them? Yeah. And also um, conflict in general. How do you handle conflict mm -hmm. and how, what yeah. have you had conflict? Of course, everyone said they had. And um, some people said, I thought one of the things I learned was uh, some people said, um, the conflicts seem to sort of over years they they seem to settle out a bit you know like one couple said well we're too old to fight now you know <laughs> I don't know if it's age that does it but there's something about in a long-term relationship <laughs> where you kind of there's some more acceptance there's some more um, that's one of the things that I learned from these couples is yeah. more acceptance and more kind of settling into the mm -hmm. Um, the conflicts aren't as intense or there's not mm -hmm. as much, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. invested in getting your way. Mm -hmm. And there's like the, the, the couple becomes the more important 
it becomes more important to be, um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that old phrase, would you rather be right mm-hmm. or married, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that it's, a, it's, a, um, uh, it's more important to work it out yeah. so, than it is to be right or to be, have your way. Or, um, one of, one of the, the narration is really beautiful. The narration is mm-hmm. worth the price of admission. It's, it's really quite beautiful. And one of the narrators in, in the narration says something like, um, we've come through the storm so many times that we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we, we, don't, we don't have to be as alarmed when yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're jolted into experiences of disconnection. We've been here. We know how mm-hmm. to find our way yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that speaks to what happens to couples who hang in there over a lifetime. Is yeah. They know how to find their way back. Yeah. Then my yeah. question that's coming to me in general is, because I would think that eventually you would learn how to resolve this issue and, and see if it's, you know, this person likes to handle it this way and this one handles it this way. Is there a compromise or just an understanding? So that eventually after it happens 50 times or 20 times, there will be a place where you can kind of put the kibosh on that one and then there will be the next one. So do you feel like there are things that never die, like that just keep coming up forever? Yes. Sometimes yeah. they do keep coming mm-hmm. up forever. But then but, you have a sense of humor about it eventually. Right. you can laugh about yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's a big difference. Yeah. Or tease each other about it. Or, or the tease, intensity tease. about it is right. it the right. same over yeah. time. Yeah. You can feel teasing energies, irritations mm-hmm. in some yeah. of the yes. conversations. Yes. Um, but then it's obvious that they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're connected in the next beat. Um, They're not as emotionally triggered. That's right. right. I won't say which couple, but one of the couples had never spoken of their relationship Mm -hmm. before the interview. I think I know which one, yes. And um, none of these couples were in therapeutic processes at all. They they weren't therapy clients. They're just people who found their way. And um, the couple who'd never spoken of their relationship actually got an opportunity to say things to each mm-hmm. other that they hadn't said to one another. Mm-hmm. They, they, they had little energies, little, mm-hmm. little pieces of humor, yeah. and, but they were kind of delighted with each other even <laughs> while that was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, one of you guys said you brought up vulnerability. I think it's so great because it's, especially since they haven't been in therapy, to give these couples an opportunity to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then for people that watch this to see other people being, being vulnerable because when we are vulnerable that's how we connect and we are relatable so the viewers will be able to see these couples being vulnerable and being real and human yes. and then they're relatable and a viewer can say okay well I can have that also Right. Yeah. And the neat thing about these couples is that, so we do that kind of thing therapeutically. You started this asking us what we do as therapists. So we do that when couples are in trouble and in our offices and looking for help. But these are couples who were not looking for help and who have, who have um, uh, fostered a relationship that has a lot of vulnerability in it. Mm-hmm. So it, we didn't do anything. 
we just heard their stories. You know, we asked them questions and we wanted to know about them and we wanted to learn from them. But we weren't intervening therapeutically with them. They right. were just yeah. there being, telling us about their vulnerabilities and, yeah. and how they've gotten through their struggles over time and how they talk and how they are there for each other. In, um, in ways that help them be more vulnerable. I mean, you can be more vulnerable if you feel like your partner's there for you. Yes, and these are people who definitely feel their partners are there for them and will continue to be there for them. And There's we, as a group, were very grateful to these couples yeah. who gave their time yeah. and led us into their right. homes right. and into parks where they were filmed in a more casual way. It was extraordinary, and we are very grateful for all that they did yeah. to allow this film to be made. Yeah. Yes. So one of my questions for you is, did you, from doing this, did you learn more about your own relationship? Was there, were there any like aha moments as you were interviewing couples that made you then go home and talk to your spouse and say, <laughs> this is interesting, I, I realized this today, or oh, anything? Yeah. Oh, and you don't have to talk about if you don't want to. Oh, it's okay. Just yeah. if anybody had an awareness. Well, I'd say one thing. As I mentioned, that image of the couple that is in the, the video, and I think something that's really the whole idea of how much I affect the people around me is something that, as I've been in this field as long as I have, no matter what, it increasingly becomes a word to me, moment to moment my effect upon the people I care about, the people I work with. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I just took that out of this, it heightened it, and it's there all the time. I, it just, so it's, it's in every action. It does, how you come home, how you engage, how you leave, what you say. You're affecting the people around you, your mate mm -hmm. and anybody else you live with. And uh, I was struck by the enormity of that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, is it doesn't have to be perfect and I keep to me it's the humanness of our interaction which is something that is really important to me because I don't believe in perfect and no. so mm -hmm. it uh, this this piece to me speaks to that and that's what I'm so <coughs> grateful yeah. I wouldn't say that I learned anything in those interviews that I could take from my own relationship I think when I'm doing therapy I'm constantly learning something that I can take to reflect on in my own relationship, but I, similar to what Susan's saying, it was very moving to just feel the variety of the ways people mm -hmm. make it work that is not about therapy. Mm -hmm. It's about hanging in there, mm -hmm. finding some way to accept one another and to show yourself to one another. First scene in the movie is we really loved the first scene. We got really lucky mm -hmm. because there was a moment of repair right in the middle of the interview. And um, it, it was heartening for me to just realize how much that can happen in an everyday mm -hmm. way. Yeah. It was really... So. Yeah, that moment was really an important one. In um, Robert and I were the interviewers there. <laughs> And the, um, the couple talked about, um, you know, one of our questions was, how'd you get together? What was your early relationship like? And they were talking about their early relationship, and it wasn't easy for them. They were talking about this 40 years later, and they're, you know, this is a couple where he also says, when she walks by me, I can't take my hands off. I can't yeah. keep from touching her. 
uh, my hands are all over her or something like that. And, and she's says, like, yeah, I love yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, Lovely. So, so this, you see that couple, but then they were talking also about some how the beginnings were of their relationship that was really hard. And um, there were, they talked about it with emotion and they, um, he talked about it in a more understanding way than she had heard him ever talk about it before. And that, that happened yeah. in the interview. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm getting chills just remembering yeah, the she, moment. And she broke it was a very, yeah. very so poignant beautiful. moment yeah. of 40 years later when you look back and you say, oh, I get that now. And I understand mm -hmm. something yeah. more about what you were experiencing then. And what I, that didn't, was get just what I didn't get then, right. didn't uh -huh. understand. I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And he was willing to say that. And she was deeply touched by that. And I, I just uh, love that couple forever now, yeah. just because they were able to do that, to do that. Right? on camera. Yeah. It was a, it was a yeah. great way for the film to start. Yeah. Really <laughs> so my parents have been married for almost 50 years. Wow. And Impressive. They said, yeah, and they have a they have such a beautiful relationship. It's so inspirational. And, and I remember one day they were telling me um, this was something silly, but that my mom learned that my dad could only wink with one eye. He only do one. Eye. So, but I'm extrapolating that too because there are a lot more things, things that they've learn. learned about each other. Yes. The point yeah. is that they've said that they are still learning yes. things about right. each other. Right. And that is a good match. That is right. You know, like right. these couples get yeah. to this place where they're like, ah, I've learned everything. Like, right. ah, there's not really right. anything more. Right. And that shows that they have a deep connection and a deep bond right. and a deep loving and, and right. wanting desire to be together. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. That's nice. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that I think young couples get concerned about is how how can we keep our relationship alive and like what you're talking about, your parents are able to do. They're still learning. That I think people also worry about how can we keep it sexually alive? Will we get tired of, you know, people make jokes about, oh, good move, you're going to have sex with the same person for the rest of your life now. <laughs> you know, that that, you know, how do you keep um, a sexual relationship alive and how do you keep closeness alive and how do you keep interest alive and I think that's one of the major questions about about long-term relationships and what have you guys right. found I found oh sorry go ahead, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. and then no, no, no. feel free to go up. Um, so one of the things that I found is new experiences mm -hmm. not doing the same thing all the right. time mm -hmm. Maybe being a little spontaneous in the bedroom, right. you know, to address that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I really think that new having new experiences together mm -hmm. and not doing the same thing every day can keep, keep it alive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Sure. And having fun, the, the fun right. aspect. Right. For sure, yeah. There was right. one movie, and I'm forgetting what it was, but the whole point of it was for the boyfriend to have sex, he needed to have foreplay in the kitchen doing dishes. <laughs> so there's Wait, that was of one that. of the couples you interviewed. No, no, I saw this in a movie. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's true. Yeah. It seems like it's it seems to me. I think you all agree on this. It's the degree of emotional openness to exp to your partner and to yourself when when couples are together is what makes lovemaking continue to be really a good thing. Mm 
I don't think it's, I think, I think the deeper variety that comes out of experiencing one another differently is where that, that part of our, our relationships stay vital. That's experiencing each other differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that mean, are you saying that people are, because you grow together, you, you, you're you growing as you get older, you re, you're reinventing yourselves, or that's not what you're I saying? I think we find different parts of ourselves, of each other, in surprising ways. Um, I, th- I think couples that remain really happy that way, they still find themselves in new they, they find different aspects of themselves right, so in lovemaking. Aspects. Different aspects of themselves and different aspects of their partner. Mm-hmm. Do you like have being, an example? Because I would love to make this more concrete. I could make it concrete in terms of my own experience, but I would be shy to name that. Okay. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> we could pretend it's but, his <laughs> friend, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are Bob. <laughs> his friend, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> But we can't do that now. Right. People will fall for it. won't fall for it. Jamie, but I also think it's appreciating, like, as people age, I think there's a reluctance or kind of there can be a kind of not even thinking about these things. And what I've noticed in my own life, I mean, you can have fun and be interested and, and enhance your mate's attraction by allowing and encouraging them to see themselves in ways that are appealing. So, it, and I think that makes all the difference in the world. If, if you feel that you're being seen and that there's pleasure in that, yes. that to me is really important, not just on both, for both, uh, all partners. And so uh, I see that as something that was, it was addressed by a couple of different people in the film and I know in my practice, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's being seen, being heard yes. is attractive. And feeling yes. the sense that in the eyes that there is a sense of interest and, and, and kind pleasure of, and, and wonder pleasure. and, and yeah. in, you know, Injury. whatever. And, yeah. in, in, mm-hmm. It can be whatever it is between the people that are doing that. But yeah. there is an awareness of that. Mm-hmm. And that has no age bounds. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It does not have to. Uh, and so that to me is something that if it comes through yeah. in this film, I hope it does, but it certainly is important to me. It's yeah. something that I value and really Yeah, talk. me too. Yeah. And I, I think in some ways that if not equally, either equally or more important than novelty, because a lot of people talk about how do you, how do you keep thi- sex interesting and part of it is novelty, right? But it's, the, there's so, it's, sex is so much, um, deeper than that like you know new experiences and mm-hmm. keeping something novel and doing something different it's also about um, <clears throat> ha- finding a way to connect and be important to each other and mm-hmm. feel appreciated and loved and cared for yeah. mm-hmm. and a, you know kind of a physical way of demonstrating that so mm-hmm. novelty isn't the key there mm-hmm. it's more what you were talking about feeling seen and appreciated mm-hmm. and loved and treated Specially, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what that's yeah. that's what keeps things alive. I'm thinking of one s- example that I could share. Yeah, okay. so we got that, an example. But, it's right. not, but you, it won't it won't be what you think. So <laughs> it's okay. My wife and I can bust into the biggest laughter mm-hmm. in the middle of making love. <laughs> I love it. There's a the, we're. It, there's there's no part of our experience that's left out 
that's left out. So is it we say funny things or you know <laughs> something comes up or we, we love making turns into conversation and then it turns into something that we're thinking about and then it comes back into some aspect of it's all love making as far as we're mm -hmm. concerned and she'll say, she's funny she she pokes me in a funny way and we will just crack like up. will you be having sex uh, and then you're like did we check the mail today not like or that. did you buy no. milk no <laughs> it has no. more to do it has more to do with cracks in the ceiling it has more to do with the way we know each other <laughs> the way you what each other the ways we know each other oh. it's the way we're familiar with each other we have things to laugh about because you have the history yeah. that's mm -hmm. right because right. we're open yeah. to each other yeah. right yeah it's it, it just felt like laughter is part of our novelty. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. yeah, right. And you're fun. And we're funny. Yeah. And we're yeah. fun. Yes. When I was dating my husband in graduate school, one, I was talking to one of my friends and I said, I'm not sure he's the one. And I said, but he does make me laugh all the time. And she said, that's so important. She says, that will, that will last. And she was right. Hmm. That lasted. The mm -hmm. laughter. Yeah, the yes. laughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's, it's a, he's still a funny guy to this day. He's very funny. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be somebody who's a slapstick comedian. This no, is, no, no. There's something that happens between two people, this energy. And when it's there, it might not even be funny to anybody else, but yeah. it's, it's funny laughing together. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. I was aware there were other questions you wanted to get to, and I didn't know if we got stuck on this. I'm just thinking about this. I have one more question about, um, and then we're going to get back to this. Um, so about the, so I have been told about the new experiences. So new experiences do keep relationships alive, but mm -hmm. in the sexual realm, mm -hmm. what you're saying is you don't have to have new things mm -hmm. all the time. That's just about love. But growing together and bonding, new experiences mm -hmm. like going on a vacation and learning and yeah, taking yeah, a class, sure. those Definitely. new experiences right. do help right. keep the relationship sure. alive also. Right. So I want to make that. And there's nothing wrong with novelty and sex either. But I didn't mean to say there's nothing. You don't want novelty. I was just thinking that's not the whole thing. Mm -hmm. We'll put a website up yeah. for um, some stores that people can get stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yes, we have a few more questions. I'm trying to think because we've kind of gone through a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, did we go over kind of the the common threads, laughter, mm -hmm. fun, anything else that you feel like are the common threads? Mm -hmm. Being there for each other in crisis, they, that was a strong thread. Every couple spoke of their partner being there for them when there was trouble, mm -hmm. uh, showing up. Support. Support, being there, yeah. being, being available. Right. Commitment we talked about. Um, Capacity to forgive and forget. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. That's good. One of the women in the interview said, the key to a good marriage is a short memory. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. There's some truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. Being well, able to have, have something happen, the next day is gone. A lot of women have babies because there's something called pregnancy brain. Uh -huh. and. I experienced it, and my short-term memory has been, you know, <laughs> I was affected by the pregnancy brain and the mama brain also. Well, there's a mama brain, too. Yeah, yeah the mama brain. And then there's the menopause there's brain. The brain. And, you know, so, <laughs> there's the old people's brain. There's all, so women, yeah. are, we're lucky. We don't remember. 
We don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I did want to address the the nonverbal verbal couple. You know, so yeah. there's a couple. Mm-hmm. You guys can you guys can mm-hmm. explain this couple in the film, why you brought them in, what they symbolize, because it is so beautiful the way that you worked it in. Mm-hmm. So, the main reason we we have there's several segments of a young couple around 30 years old and we see them in little moments of connection or disconnection and the main reason we brought them in was it felt like we needed to have something more um, immediately evocative Mm -hmm. of struggle since the master couples as we sometimes refer to them or the resilient couples Mm -hmm. they they're remembering trouble but they're not in the they're not in the midst of trouble so we wanted something that we could um, evoke a juxtaposition and we thought it would be handy to have it be a young couple since the film we, we are in our mission to inspire and to evoke conversation young couples will need that most so we wove these young couple clips throughout mm-hmm. and they, yeah. they if we said they symbolize something they symbolize the experience of uh, struggle in the middle of disconnection yes. and um, In our first iteration of the film, we tried this with animation. Um, I had the idea that if we made the couple iconic rather than specific, people would be able to identify more. There's a reality to that. But no one on the team liked the animation. No one liked it. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. It was bad. Got next. (laughs) (laughs) But then you also showed that the couples... Go on. I'm sorry. I was going to say one more thing. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, they're nonverbal only because of the limitations of uh, the the film crew. My son and his filming partner, and he's my son's the editor, and me. The our our limitations on our capacity to direct, mm-hmm. and we didn't use professional actors, so we thought it would be simpler to be evocative in a nonverbal way than with. And if we had, if we'd had a script, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked. It would no. have been harder for the people. For the they were great. The young couple really great. Yeah. They did great. But and they were easier. a real young couple. They're they a real were young couple. Great. They're friends. Oh. Friends of my son. Right. They 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 did great. But it would have been harder mm-hmm. if there had been lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And harder. F- I wouldn't have had any idea how to direct the lines. But even if you had the greatest director in the world, I feel mm-hmm. like this works so yeah, it beautifully. Work. Yeah. 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 It also well, gave a yeah. place for the narration yeah. to come yeah, in on that. top of some of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What I liked about the young couple was there are many subtle things that happen. They're in the car, he turns on the radio, she doesn't like the station, she turns a different channel, he knocks her hand aside, and she looks up at him and kind of irritated. Just very subtle things like that. Yeah, they compete and for they the compete radio. They compete for the radio. Dialogue. And the dish and the, scene. And then, oh, yes, yeah, she comes home, and the dishes are all over, dirty dishes everywhere, and her husband's on the couch watching football. And she comes in, and she's disgusted, just has a look of disgust on her face. And another, which is very subtle, they were in a restaurant, and a waiter comes up to serve them, and she puts out her hand to take the check, and she holds his arm like so and then pulls it away and the husband looks and he's very jealous didn't like that so little subtle things Mm, and if you're aware of these things they're just so good they're so good Mm -hmm. so powerful 
So it yeah. raises, they raise the questions, and we did this deliberately. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Whoa, so how do you get through that kind of stuff? What, mm-hmm. that's, that can be very intense right. um, early on. Maybe you figure out what you're going to do about dishes mm-hmm. or about jealousy yeah. or about the radio station. Mm-hmm. Over time, right. you know, couples work on that. But when you're just starting out and you experience those conflicts, I think all of us are nervous about um, you know, are we going to make it, or what yeah. is what is the next fifty years going to look like? Sure. And um, I can remember um, uh, not sleeping hardly at all the night before my wedding, trying to figure <laughs> out how was how are we going to was it going to be the right thing, and were we going to make it for the next fifty years, and how are we going to work out this and this and this and this and it's scary. I mean, marriage is a scary thing, and commitment yeah. is a scary thing. And so we wanted to show that, show that yeah. and then give some hope to people that, yes. um, um, you know, in this, in this world where the divorce rate is very high and where mm-hmm. lots of marriages do not make it, um, we wanted to show um, marriages that did make it and uh, have people talk about, right. talk about and tell their stories about yes. it. I was... Oh, um, I was thinking of another value of the silent, uh, the the uncoupled. the the um, the way the way the narrators built the narration was. Um, they watched it and then riffed. They watched segments, and all the young young couple segments we had them watch first, and they they just we just turned the film off, and they would just generate all mm-hmm. sorts of conversation about what had been evoked in them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the young couple probably evoked half of their conversation, mm-hmm. which we then built back in and, and, mm-hmm. and wove. It, it yeah. was, people are gonna like the narration. Don't you agree? Oh, it was yeah. just so yeah. amazing. And, they should give, yeah. and the narrators are um, Jim Furrow, who's a mostly focused therapy trainer mm-hmm. and Veronica Callis Lilly who is also an emotionally focused couple therapy trainer and they're they're wonderful people really right. smart and human and they generated great narration and their voices are beautiful they're beautiful, beautiful. 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 Yeah. Voices. Yeah. and I also just wanted to say that the the couple the young couple mm-hmm. you also show them repairing yeah yes. Yes. it's yes. not just yes. them fighting right. Right. and that's the most the beautiful right. part about right. the film also. Right. That, that image of the broken vase is something that I don't know about the rest of you, but it, I've been using it kind of as a metaphor piece in work that I do clinically. Mm, yeah. It's always there. Uh, and that, it, it, the, you know, the gold being what comes from the repair mm-hmm. because it's repaired with gold, like a gold vein through the broke. Mm-hmm. The vase is broken, by the way. People should know <laughs> what I'm speaking about. Uh, the young couple, they have a, an instant where a vase breaks and so it's symbolic of the repair process Mm -hmm. that goes on and is necessary in some way between all of us as we relate so it's a beautiful example and there's a piece of Japanese art I can't tell you who the Mm -hmm. person is where um, it's a vase that is mended by the breaks in the vase are mended by gold Mm -hmm. and so the vase became more valuable when it was repaired, oh, it's, yes. an, it's a Japanese art form. It's an art, yeah. And, and that's I can't remember the name right. of it. Cricket. I can't remember the name of it. 
So we only have about one minute yeah. left. Yeah. Um, I, but I do want to say one more comment that came to me when you were talking about the night before your wedding. And just really fast, um, I don't know if this applies to anything, but I just felt like saying it, that as humans, we try to work things out so much in our minds. Yes. How, 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 how? If we can just drop into our heart, and yeah. when we drop into right. our heart and just trust, yes. mm -hmm. don't worry about the how, it's right. just, it, yeah. then it just, right. Right. It's beautiful. Okay, so really fast. How do people find this film? When is it coming out? How do people contact you guys? And yeah. Website will come on in a week. It's livinglovethatlasts.com, lowercase. Very easy. And easy. do you want to say your names once again if people want to contact you guys? Mm -hmm. I'm Nancy Gardner. I'm Susan Thaw. I'm Sandra Goldstein. I'm Robert Ogner. There's a directory at Los Angeles mm. Center for Emotionally Focused Therapy. There's a directory of therapists, and you can find therapists in that directory. You can also find our names. Perfect. And as always, you can contact me through my website, therelationshipexpert.com. Thank you guys so much Thank for you. doing this show Thank today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jane. It was such a joy having you guys here. Thank you. Thank you for having And thank you for joining us tonight. Have a lovely evening. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.